Welcome to Ohanga. My name is Bella, and today I will be speaking with Alice. Okay, um, just to start, can you kind of introduce me to the kind of art that you do? Walk me through a little bit of that. So I am a kiln-form glass artist, also called a fused glass artist, a warm glass artist. I use a kiln to connect the pieces of glass together and form and layer with glass. So I make landscapes and dishes, I make and wind chimes, I make all different types of things. Um, how did you get involved into that art? Oh, well, how much time do you have? Um, well, I started off with glass in stained glass and fitting the pieces together. And I love the glass, but not that process. That process, you have to be very exact. And, and that's not my personality. So um, I did that, but then I was also a painter. So I would work with the glass and then uh, got tired of cutting and fitting. So I'd paint and then got tired of that and went back to the glass. And then I discovered fusing online, mm -hmm. actually um, on a forum online and I was hooked. I saw what you could do with fusing glass mm -hmm. and how you could manipulate the glass in the kiln and uh it was that's i took over that so i don't do stained glass anymore i don't my painting is with glass although i don't paint on glass and so i'm i'm hooked and i have multiple kilns i have a studio <laughs> i've gone full force so. mm -hmm. yeah um were you always super you know creative and artistic as a child and how did that if you did like how did that kind of develop into where you are now? Uh, well, yeah. Well, my dad was an artist. He was a painter and he taught me how to paint. Uh, I was always considered the artist in the classroom when I was in elementary school. And, you know, it, it was just my identity. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, lots of kids went to dance and gymnastics. I went to art class. I went to ceramics and painting and all different types of art forms. So... Um, I started out doing art, you know, probably bef before I could even write. So I was uh, a painter for a really long time. I did printmaking in school. I was an art teacher in um, the public school and uh, at, worked at Rhode Island College in the art education department. So it's, it's been my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. How did you make that um, transition from painting first and then to glass? Um, it probably be probably the stained glass. When I started that, I just took it because a girlfriend said, you want to take this class? And I did. Mm -hmm. And um, I could make small things and just put things together to create the light through it that I really was missing in my painting. So I, it was just an experimentation to do different things. I, like I said, I, I worked in so many different media and combined different media and put things together in different ways. So it started off being, oh, that's another thing to do. And then it just, um, I was hooked after that. The glass has a translucence to it that you can't get in other, other medias. And it's, it's something I love about it. Oh, so you mentioned that, yeah, you were super creative from a very young age. Um, did you always know that that's what we, you wanted to pursue? Like, yes. Uh, 
Yep. <laughs> no reservations there. No. Awesome. I always wanted to be an art teacher. I always wanted to be an artist. I, that was something that I felt, um, you know, I could leave my legacy that way. I mean, I, I, I do have kids. I do have a family and my legacy is there too. But as far as being an artist, that's my identity too. So yeah, I always did. And I was lucky enough to be able to follow through with it mm -hmm. and be able to do what I wanted to do so, and continue to do that. Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. Can you walk me through kind of your experience as an art teacher and how, you know, you moved on from there to what you're doing now? Sure. So um, I graduated from Rhode Island College in the art ed as a, in a bachelor's program in the art ed department. And um, at the time when I was, when I graduated, there weren't any art teacher jobs. Mm -hmm. So my husband and I opened a nursery school. <laughs> so I was able to do that. We did that for about 10 years, 12 years. And I had my little art closet in the nursery school and I taught little art classes, which was fun. And I, and I did go back to school and got uh, a master's in education. And then jobs started opening up. Mm -hmm. So I applied and I got a job in Cranston and I was an elementary art teacher for, oh, for, well, quite a few years. And um, then I moved to the high school and was there for about 16 years. And I, I loved working with the little kids. I love working with the high school kids. I still am friendly with a lot of the kids that I taught. Mm -hmm. And then um, I went and applied to Rhode Island College to be in their art ed program, supervised art 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 teachers and so i've pretty much run the gamut of the education piece of it and you know it's it's great because um so here's a little bit when i was in teacher of elementary school the first day of school you would come up to the door to get into school and the kids are in the playground and go oh the art teacher she's the art teacher we have not i mean is that not the, the most rewarding thing seriously and they're just I mean, you're a star so what else can you be it's great um high school was a lot of fun uh, nurturing the kids to go along to art some of them didn't and and still they had that avenue and they had that creative part of them that they wanted to nurture some kids that was the reason to come to school was the art class you know so uh i'm I'm proud to have been part of their lives and being part of their uh, development as human beings, not just as artists. So yeah, it, it was a great experience. It was time to retire uh, when I started to do more and more teaching in the summer with my glass. So I would travel the country teaching my technique in the summer and during vacations, and when that was taking off, I um, decided that that was where I was going to put my focus. Mm -hmm. So I don't do that as much now because of the pandemic, mm -hmm. but I do teach where I am here. And um, yeah, so I've been doing that for my whole life. Yeah. So as you were, um, when you were teaching, were you, you were still pursuing your own personal art on the side? Oh yeah. I, I was always working on my own work. 
I was always either, I always had a studio in my house, either in the basement or in a spare room. And I was always doing something mm-hmm. of my personal, you know, I still, I still wound up doing that. So. And after retirement, you um, focused completely. On- oh yeah. So now I'm, I'm based. Yeah. That was my reason for leaving. I actually left a little earlier than quote unquote retirement age because I started the studio. I have a studio in a, um, an art shop and I, I started that and it was a new vocation. It was a new direction and I knew it was time to move to a different place. Mm-hmm. So I do teach, uh, you know, in different areas around the country. I teach in the UK. I've gone to different areas that um, just in the glass in the technique that I do. So I'm still teaching. <laughs> yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit more to you said the art shop that you created? Sure. So it's called Heritage. It started off as Heritage Art Gallery that had my work in it, my dad's paintings, and my son's an artist. He's an artist in Brooklyn. And he's a painter. So, um, but during a little bit, probably around the time of the pandemic, a few of the shops, the gift shops in the in East Greenwich, I'm in East Greenwich, a few of the gift shops closed. So what I decided to do was incorporate my glass with gifts and different types of things that would go along with the glass. Now there's lots of different, I incorporate lots of different gifts in the shop. And, but I still have my work. I still have some of my dad's work. Uh, a little less of my son's work because he sells more in New York. But um, yeah, so I have jewelry and uh, dishes and my artwork as well. And that, and then in the back of the shop, that's the shop is in the front where I sell different things. In the back is my studio. So my kilns are back there, the glass is there. And then I also have student space where I teach in that area. Uh, it's a building that used to be a florist shop. Mm-hmm. We renovated it, mm-hmm. it's right next to my house. So I'm in my backyard right now and my studio's right over there. <laughs> and so it's a nice commute, easy. And so we, we renovated it about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And we, um, I, during the pandemic, I did take home kits for the kids and some adults wound up doing them too, where they took home little um, pieces of glass and put the glass together. I put instructions in there and I made little videos in the case they wanted to follow the video. And uh, we wound up doing that, which was a lot of fun. So, you know, stay with the times, right? <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Um, so would you say that there has been um, any type of, or any particular person that has really, you know, influenced you on your artistic journey and pursuit? Well, my dad. Mm-hmm. So he was definitely my mentor and my inspiration for forever. Um, I, I grew up with, our living room had paintings all along the floor lining the room where he was in process and we'd get, get up and critique what he was working on. So, I mean, it was, that was, he was my uh, first and foremost. Then starting glass, I was uh, introduced to an artist named Roger Thomas. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. He's in Portland. He was in Portland, Oregon. He just passed away this year, uh, which was a sad, sad time for me. But he really took me under his wing, started. I took a class with him mm -hmm. and he brought, I went out to Oregon. He introduced me to a gallery out there. So I showed with him mm -hmm. and uh, he introduced me to a lot of different studios across the country. That's how I started teaching all over the place was his inspiration and his recommendation about me. So he's, his work in glass is um, phenomenal. A, he, de, he did um, landscapes as well. I do landscapes. Mm -hmm. he, and so he, he definitely was one of my uh, inspirations. Um, and what would you say is um, motivates your art the most? You know, like why do you do, why the specific style? You know, what about it speaks to you? So the, the panels that I do mm -hmm. are, um, they're always inspired by nature of some sort. Mm -hmm. whether it be trees or the landscape around me, the ocean. I love the poetry of Mary Oliver. I don't know if you know her, but mm -hmm. she is, I mean, the epitome of nature and how we connect to nature. Mm -hmm. So I'm also a gardener and I um, connect with my hands in that respect. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I, I think that that, is a natural connection between human beings and um, our lives. So I wanted to show that. Mm -hmm. And I don't replicate nature at all. That's not my intent. My intent is to get try to get the feeling of it. Mm. And, and the glass illuminates it to a, to a point that it, it, it makes it my creation, but then also the inspiration of nature yeah. is part of that. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Um, would you say that you have any type of, you know, set themes throughout your art or is it like the overarching feeling of nature? I think that um, what I'm most known for and what people want my classes on are, are, are my trees mm -hmm. and uh, specifically birch trees. Mm -hmm. But I love doing the pieces of the ocean. I've been working on big panels of... Um, the colors and the movement of the ocean mm -hmm. and uh, different sculptures, outdoor sculptures that have to do with that. Mm -hmm. So you can hear my wind chimes and all the craziness out here. But um, yeah, so so that basically is, is what I've been doing. Lately, I've also been including um, silver foil inside the glass so that representing leaves and representing the moon and the horizon, the light on the horizon and, you know, playing with the material to show that feeling. Mm -hmm, definitely. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so throughout, you know, all of your artistic journey, would you, um, what are some of the primary obstacles that you've had to face and how did you kind of um, deal with any of those and get through those? Hmm. I think there, there are different obstacles for an artist. Monetary is one of them. Uh, you know, that's, that's something that you can't get around as, as being an artist and being able to make money at what you do and what you love to do. 
is a really hard thing. I don't think they teach you that in school. They teach you how to be creative and do good art, mm-hmm. but they, to make money at your good art is kind of hard. Um, I'm more of an introvert. I like being alone and doing my work. I, I, I say I teach, but that kind of takes a lot of energy to do. I enjoy it, but it, it takes a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. So being an introvert, it's hard to sell your own stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to show, um, make that presence on and give the story. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it takes a, a different mindset. So I think that's been an obstacle, but even more so just finding the time when you are doing so many other things to make a living Mm-hmm. And if you're not making a living at your work, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I came to the point where um, leaving the the te- full time teaching job mm-hmm. to spend more time to make my artwork came to a point where I was selling my pieces and I was putting. I was feeling more secure being able to make a living. At that, so. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. I think that's been the obstacle. You know, and I think that's the obstacle across the board. That's why Ohanga is so good. I mean, they're helping us, <laughs> right? <laughs> Just a little pitch for you guys. <laughs> Um, yeah, you actually, you just hit on our next question, which was how do you, you know, struggle or deal with the stereotype of the struggling artists and how you kind of try to push back against that? Well, that's it. I mean, you know, you gotta, you gotta put yourself out there. And, and I've done that with teaching, like be, even though it being the center of attention, um, I'm used to it, but it's, it's not something that I, I enjoy it. I, I don't know how to say it. It's not something that I go, oh, great. I can be in front of a lot of people today. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so, but you really do have to, don't you? You have to, you have to be able to explain what you're doing. And, and especially in my field of using, people don't really know it. They know a glass blower. They know the furnace and, and being a glass blower. They know a stained glass artist too. But I'm kind of in the middle. So I really do have to educate people on what I do. So, you know, I've come out of my shell, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, you also just hit on the next question I have was, if you could kind of walk me through um, the process of, you know, the art that you do and kind of describe your workspace, your whole um, setup and process for all of that. Okay. So my, my space, I have... Um, three counts of varying sizes. I have, I work with sheet glass. The sheet glass is made in Portland, Oregon by a company called Bullseye. It's a specific glass for fusing. Mm-hmm. And I uh, have glass of varying sizes, big, big pieces and all the way down to little tiny nuggets mm-hmm. that are frit. And I layer the glass mm-hmm. in a way that combines the colors of the glass Mm-hmm. in a very painterly way. So all of the glass, all of the color that you see is glass. It's not painted on. So I don't paint on glass, mm-hmm. although that's something that, that people do do. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Glass color is from the glass, not painted. So I 
I layer that together and then I put it in the kiln mm -hmm. and I fire the kiln and the next day I can take it out, look at it and revise very much like a painter would, although mine is uh, delayed gratification. You have to wait for the next day to get it out to see what it looks like, kind of like a ceramic artist. And um, then I will cut it to size um, that and then add some enamel to the top. It's a black enamel and gold to it mm -hmm. and then put it in a stand. But I mean, I start with sketches. I start with photographs. I start with those types of things. Also, I'll start with the glass itself because there's, I order my glass, color will come in that'll go, oh, this this is would be great for such and such. And that's the inspiration. So um, yeah, it, it, it's basically that process. It, it sounds like it's one, two, three, but you wind up stalling in between Mm -hmm. um, I'll cut pieces out. If I don't like something, I'll cut it in half and, and um, work with it that way. So there's a lot of experimentation with it too. Yeah, a lot of technical skill. Yes, you have to be a scientist. I'm not a scientist, so that I do struggle with that portion of it. Like you'll put it in the kiln, open it up, and sometimes it's a happy day, and sometimes, oh, it broke. What the heck happened? Or, you know, this, the kiln is a big character in my creation mm -hmm. last too. how hot am i making it how long is the firing it's it's uh yeah it's very technical on that side you know? mm -hmm. was there a bit of a learning curve there with you know <laughs> yes a big learning curve absolutely what you can do what you can't do certain colors if you blend them if they blend together they'll change color Certain, um, you know, if you air can get trapped in there, you can get a big bubble. There's, I mean, there's tons of different things that you learn as you go along. What you can do and what you can't do. How fast the firing can be. How hot the firing needs to be. Um, uh, kiln form artists share their schedules like people share. Cooks share recipes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you'll share it, and sometimes you won't. So our kiln schedule is very, very precious to us. Mm. So if you ask me for my kiln schedule, you're asking me for a lot. So I have to really like you to get my kiln schedule mm -hmm. or take a class. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and for the next question we have, it's um, what would you say is the ultimate goal of your art and kind of what do you want it to mean to your audience? Um, I wanted to touch them in some way. I really do. I think that if I make a connection to somebody and they feel uh, that they it, it means something to them, what I just did today, and the person picked it up, is I took some glass pieces um, from her wedding, from the smashed glass that they mm -hmm. step on the glass, and they the girl came in and brought the pieces, and I was able to make a creation with that piece. So that means something, you know, that's being a part of that is really, is really special to me. Um, I'm, I was doing a series on home and houses and what that means to us as, especially during this time, of 
of having a home and having a place to survive and was making sculptures in the shape of houses. Mm-hmm. And somebody came in and said, that is just what I've been thinking of. And it reminds me of my childhood. It reminds me of something that I went through. So that's an important thing. That's, that's a good feeling. Mm-hmm. It means something. Your art means something to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So. Has it been harder to, um, or how have you kind of had to adapt to get those connections due to COVID? Uh, they're few, they're, it's harder. Yeah. So you're not face to face with people. So it's a lot harder to do that. I, a lot more online people sending me um, texts I've to tell me that that's been the case. I'm hoping that if somebody has bought something that they have felt that I haven't heard, but I would think that they've had that connection from something that I've sold to them. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the classes, that's, that's been harder because um, we're all learning on Zoom mm-hmm. and making that connection on Zoom is, is a lot harder than in person. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's a lot harder, right? That, and, and I've come to the realization you do need that contact with people to be able to, to make that, that connection artistically as well as, you know, to person to person. Mm-hmm. So it's been hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I think you've really hit on everything that um, we were looking for and we needed. Um, do you have anything else you think is important for us to know about your artistic style or journey? Anything else you want to share? No, I just I just hope that I do make lots of different things that I hope um, speaks to, to other people. But I, I make it because it speaks to me. It has something important to me. And hopefully that connection is made to other people that they, they see that it's, um, you know, an important thing to um, consider. So. Okay. Yeah, no, definitely. I think yeah. that, um, that's all. Thank you for sharing. Well, thanks, Bella. It's very nice talking to you. Thank you.